The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by Three Advance, developers of sports tech apps that are AI powered and UX focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out Three Advance. They're incredible. Go to threeadvance.com. That's the number three advance.com. Empire. Here's a fantasy, not making everything have to be daily. Most of the features that you'll see in Sleeper and most of the things we continue to build uh, going forward are going to be uh, products and games and, and, and chat enhancements that really enhance friendships through sports. That's Nan Wang, CEO of Sleeper, and they've gone new school with your old school fantasy league. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Graham Weinstein. I have a group of friends. We've been playing in a season-long league for longer than I'd like to admit. And Nan Wang is here to liven this thing up for us. And spoiler alert, he does not intend to get into all the new school gaming. That's coming up. And if after your annual draft, you're an eyeing around with the boys, Eddie Liu can help you secure a great round with his app, 18 Birdies. But first, the future is now with the very real issue of rules in the NFL, as in, does anyone know what to make of them? Not all technology is embraced. There are unintended consequences. In the NFL this past January, there was a horrific missed call that may have kept the Saints out of the Super Bowl. And it isn't just penalties because they aren't reviewed. Does anyone know what a catch is anymore? Henry Bushnell from Yahoo Sports talked to the founding fathers of Instant Replay about how it's grown and expanded, and they're not entirely pleased like the rest of the fans. What did they have to say, Henry? It was very interesting. I went into the interviews almost expecting them to be very pro-replay and, you know, very pleased with what it's done for the league and, you know, almost not not necessarily excited about where it's going with pass interference, um, but enthusiastic about it and what and how it can help football. And I, I found just the, not necessarily just the opposite, but certainly a lot of concern um, about where it's headed. There's really no putting the genie, genie back in the bottle, though, right? I mean, it's going wherever it's going. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's the type of thing where now it, we should say that this is this pass interference reviews. They're only in place for one year. They could get voted out next year, for example. But oftentimes we see in sports, once you go the step forward, you never take the step back. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see um, where it goes. And, and that's why there were, that's why a lot of people throughout the NFL are worried. It's not that pass interference reviews will be a negative for, for the game. Um, it's more so what, what pass interference reviews could lead to down the road. It's that slippery slope that people talk about. You know, one of the, I think the term that Bill Polian used uh, when he was talking to me was replay creep. Just when you, when you introduce pass interference reviews to address this specific situation, then what happens if next year there's a big clamor to address, you know, roughing the passer or, you know, some of these, you know, other personal fouls? You know, at, at what point do you stop? At, at what point do we say no more expansion? So what do league, league officials, what do they want to do to try to improve the whole process? No, I think we should say that 
the, the whole replay part, and I, I'm generally pro uh, pro replay, just me personally. Um, I think that the, the process right now has improved in just that reviews are quicker. Games are games are actually sh- games are actually shorter in 2018. NFL games were shorter in 2018 than they were in the year 2000, uh, which is pretty remarkable when you think about it. But, like we we feel like reviews are more plentiful now than they were, and, and they are, but the, just the whole process has gotten more expeditious. Um, now, the, the question is how to expand going forward, and there's, I think the big debate is between whether you continue to do it kind of piecemeal and you address pass interference, and ne- next you'll address roughing the passer, and next you'll address different types of penalties, or whether it, it's basically between that or address it, or doing something like a, you know, some people call it the sky judge concept, and the OLF used it. Can, can we it, it, basically add one official who is part of the officiating crew but up in, a, up in a box, and he can basically be in communication with the officials on the field and stop them and notify them and trigger a review for the, for the, the blatant miscall, whether that's a penalty, whether that's, you know, something else that under current rules isn't reviewable. Um, and, and that will, that, that, would, that would solve the Ram Saints play. It would solve other big plays without kind of opening up this uh, and exposing the NFL of this football. Every way they go, though, they can't seem to get it right. Not yet, at least. Henry Bushnell from Yahoo Sports. Thank you. Thanks. Up next, if reality gets you down, Nan Wang is here to make your every fantasy come true. This is the Future Sport Podcast. It is football season, and our guest this week is Nan Wang, who's the CEO of Sleeper, which is trying to shake up the fantasy football gaming verticals. Hey, Nan, how are you? I'm good. Good morning, Bram. Hello. First of all, I want to say this. You got the name right. Sleeper. Perfect. Perfect name for fantasy football, Sleeper. Uh, Thanks a lot. I think we uh, we chose the name for a couple reasons. One, obviously, I think it represents breakthrough talent and the athlete that's expected to to really carry your fantasy team to a victory this season. But it also represents our team's mindset. So sports and, and fantasy sports has historically been dominated by a lot of really big names, the ESPN, Yahoo, the NFLs of the world. And we consider ourselves as a team the underdogs in this space that are expected to outperform. So we're, we're taking on a, a big daunting challenge trying to create a fantasy league but I think we have the right skill set to be able to create something truly special. Okay, so and to bring the space. So what are you doing that will differentiate yourselves from some of those bigger platforms? Yeah, it's a great question. There's a there's a couple things we focus on. So one, um, we focus on uh, the social aspect of fantasy, and I think that's at our core, our bread and butter, our our strength, right? So the realization that we have is that fantasy fantasy leagues are typically played between. Uh, college classmates, groups of friends, family members, and coworkers, and that experience is inherently social, right? There's conversations that happen around the water cooler at work. There's smack talk that happens on game day on, on your text message and your email threads. And so we created a vertical messenger platform with the Fantasy League on top to really integrate that experience and make it much more social, much more fun. 
um, for you to play fantasy with the people you care about. Second, I think what we do really well is we focus on more modern, simplistic design that allows us to put all the powerful functionality of Sleeper um, into a, a platform or a mobile app that really a casual and a first-time user can, uh, can, can use. Uh, a lot of the things we focus on are, are how to simplify the onboarding process and make the commissioner's life much easier. So an internal metric that we use is, are we able to set up a league in 30 seconds or less and start sending out invites? If the answer to that is yes, then we've kind of solved the equation on, uh, on how to make it much more approachable and casual. Then we focus on how do we make the commissioner's job easier, right? Things like customizations around the draft board, um, ability to kind of play different scoring settings and different roster settings uh, to really have more flexibility in how you run your league, as well as the ability to kind of uh, override things and fix mistakes. Uh, let's say, you know, if you're on one of the older platforms and your draft freezes or somebody doesn't show up on time, that blows up your entire draft experience. For us, commissioners have fully, uh, full control of everything throughout the process. So if somebody's late, they can choose to pause the draft and start it until they get there, right? If a draft pick times out, they can pause it and they can reverse the picks. Um, so really, in a nutshell, what we're trying to do is simplify, uh, make it easier to use, more social, but also just improve the design um, and make it mobile friendly. And so these are the traditional leagues, the, the ones that I've been in in years with, with my friends or work colleagues. Are you guys into the daily fantasy space? We are not. Um, so there's a couple reasons for that. One, we're, 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 we're a mission-driven company in the sense that we think there's a big enough opportunity in social uh, within sports that that's kind of our calling card and our North Star for what we want to build. So most of the features that you'll see in Sleeper and most of the things we continue to build uh, going forward are going to be uh, products and games and, and, and chat enhancements that really enhance friendships through sports, right? Daily fantasy for us is, is a different market in that sense, because for the most part, people play daily fantasies by themselves, daily fantasy leagues by themselves um, as a way to try to make money, right? It's, it's not inherently social. It's, it's more akin to kind of sports betting. Um, Second, those types of products don't really retain very well. Uh, your casual user, your casual sports fan that comes in will deposit 20 bucks, lose it pretty quickly, and realize they actually don't have a shot at winning it. And so they don't, they don't ever come back again. So as a product and as a, as a business, it's really hard to uh, sustain that type of growth that, that we're seeing on our platform, right? Um, if we focus on what we need to do well, which is, make sure that friends have a good time on sleeper, then our platform will continue to be bigger every year, right? I can't say the same for the DFS industry. So, so my league that I've been in with college friends for more than two decades has remained on the same platform for years. We just haven't changed it. How do you get people like us to convert? Yeah, there, there's a couple of different ways, and we're already starting to see both longstanding leagues as well as new, new, newly formed leagues come on the platform. Um, very rapidly. For the folks that have been around for quite some time, um, there's there's quite a big subset of folks that just want a refresh on the experience, right? They're really frustrated with just the lack of innovation in the space. And in particular, uh, commissioners really are frustrated with a lack of customizations and kind of powerful features that allow them to run um, multiple different types of leagues. Uh, in addition, the draft day is is a really, really fun day that people look forward to. 
but increasingly people start moving around and are all over the place and and that draft happens remote the draft experience on existing platforms kind of feels isolated right so you're drafting by yourself especially if sorry let me take a take a step back especially if you're um if you're located geographically geographically in different areas then people end up just going on a web page drafting by themselves and occasionally texting each other for us we focused on things like how do we make the draft one more visual so that um, you can actually cast it to a TV on draft day and host a live draft party at your house, huh. right? And all of your friends can sit around and draft on mobile while that thing gets projected on a big screen. If you're not in the room, how do we make sure that you feel like you're in the room? So having embedded chat in that draft experience and allowing folks to have back and forth banter um, while they're drafting also enhances that and makes people feel like they're present, right? So that's just one example of a, a way we've leveled up the experience. Um, on game day, we've done the same thing with a game center and live play-by-plays, and also having chat embedded into your matchup screens. Um, and so those are some of the reasons why existing commissioners are moving over. They're seeing the progress and the innovation in the space, and that we're pushing the envelope on how to make things better. Um, there's also the aspect that like, all the powerful features on, on Sleeper are free, right? So we don't charge for our leagues. Um, and some of the stuff that we offer is, is gated behind paywalls on, on some of the more flexible and customizable sites like MFL and CBS. Um, and so we're pushing the envelope on tech. We're making more features and, that are friendly for commissioners, and we're keeping it all free for all the users. And, and what about statistics? Um, how do you get by the right situation with stats? Uh, yep, we pay, we pay a third-party provider for it. Yeah. It's similar to how... Uh, you know, every other fantasy product works is that there's there's a couple folks that are sub licensees that have the rights to the uh, NFL stats, and we just we just pay them for it. So I want to go back to the idea of you're not going to get into daily fantasy. I understand your reasonings behind that. Um, you're watching like all of us sports gambling get legalized around the country. How hard is it for you to get into a space like this and not consider transactions like that? I, I don't think it's that hard because. I think there's just so much growth to be had in season long, as well as in just the social aspects of sports that we'll have, you know, plenty of years to come where we're still solving interesting problems and innovating in the space that we're in. Right. I think sports betting is is one of those spaces where um, we're not the best equipped to be able to go after it anyways. Right. It's, it's a space that requires a lot of capital to get into, uh, especially with the state by state, requirements now around licensing fees mm-hmm. um it's also very capital intensive from a marketing perspective to win iShares for users we saw the battle that happened in the dfs space and and how much money was pumped into marketing um and i i don't think we need to ever get into that space like our product grows organically and virally um we're amassing you know users uh at a rate that's faster than any of the dfs apps um, if you look into the app store, like right now, we're a top 10 downloaded app in sports without really spending anything on user acquisition. And I think our model works. And so we're, we're just focused on what we need to do to, to really build a really unique and interesting platform and really just bring joy to sports fans. I mean, who, um, who knew going old school was the way to go? Because that's, that's what you guys, I mean, it's new school and old school all at the same time because everyone talks about daily. And meantime, yeah. you know, listen, the leagues I've been playing in for years and years and years are season-long fantasy leagues. And that's what's brought my friends together for years. 
Yeah, that, that's exactly it. And that's the genesis of us, too. So, like, my co-founder and I have been friends since we were five. We've been in the same fantasy league for 16 years, right? And so we just saw that opportunity to build something for us and for our friends and our family members. And, yes, it is old school, but it's a huge part of the demographic that shouldn't be ignored, and it has. Everybody else is out there chasing a billion-dollar company. We're trying to chill it, chase and build a billion user company. Hmm. And I think that's the differentiation for what, what, what we're doing. I'll let you go with this because you mentioned something early when we were talking where you said um, new users to fantasy. And I can't believe there still are any. Uh, is that is that a real thing that there are people that at least sports fans that haven't already dipped their toe into this thing? Oh, yeah. It grows every year. And I think it grows in two ways. One, uh, there's always new younger folks coming online. And one of the uh, like biggest clustering times for uh, for season-long fantasy is when you go to college, right? And so when folks go to college, they usually start, you know, leagues with their dorm mates or the fraternity or sorority or their college clubs or their sports teams. And so that's a that's a that's an area of growth is as younger generations end up kind of going off into the world, they they end up forming leagues with their new groups of friends. Uh, a second untapped opportunity is actually the female demographic. Right. Historically, fantasy leagues have been somewhat intimidating in the sense that it's it's quite intensive for a commissioner to, to set up a league. Right. You need to know off the bat what kind of settings, whether you want PPR or standard, if you want, you know, like various flex positions or not. And all of that kind of stuff for a first time user is like, what the heck is going on? Right. And it's casuals and it's like grandparents and it's uh, like and, and, and the female demographic uh, that really get ignored in design. And a lot of the historical sites just kind of assume that when you come in, you know exactly what's going on. And so that precludes the audience uh, from growing because now only hardcore sports fans really want to go and be commissioners and set something up, right? It takes one to two weeks to corral everybody to be able to form a league. And there's a limited subset of people who want to actually undertake that work for us. We're actually focused on how do we grow the target addressable market in this space through design and simplicity while preserving a lot of the functionality that commissioners want, right? And, like, one thing that a lot of people don't know is that our team is 50-50, roughly, male-female. And it's mostly folks that have never played fantasy before that are designing the app. Um, and we made a conscious decision to do that because the four original co-founders of the product are really, really, really deep in the weeds on sports. And so we ourselves have all been playing, you know, 10 plus years on fantasy, but we recognize that we have blind spots, right? And if we were to build a product just for ourselves, we might miss out on audiences that we could potentially attract to play, right? And so our design focuses a lot on simplicity to get casuals, how to tap into younger demographics. So on game day, we've introduced virtual mascots similar to how like Fortnite allows you to accessorize your game while you play it. We allow you to accessorize <laughs> yeah. your matchup screen. Well, that's cool. Um, and these mascots deliver play-by-plays, but also react to what's happening in real time and taunt your opponents. Right. So that helps us get more casual users and grow the market. Um, and then on the design side, just, just the fact that we're not called like a DraftKings, right. And not narrowly focused on one subset of the user base. And then thinking about design uh, that's more inclusive, less intimidating, really has helped us really expand the, the share of females on the platform as well, right? So um, over a, a quarter of our users are female in a space that historically is 90-10, right? And that's growing. Um, 
there's a lot more we can do in this space to, to grow the market. And I think we're making a conscious effort to do that and trying not to ignore um, that as an opportunity. And for, for us old guys, uh, the draft day thing, you got me. Because we, I'm 10-person league, all college friends. We used to all go to a giant party every year for our draft. And now to live in L.A., to live in Miami, to live in New York, few of us live in D.C., it's an impossibility now. And it's the biggest missed opportunity that we have is that we don't literally get together for the thing every year anymore. Yeah, and it, it's a way to renew your friendship. Like, that's what a fantasy league is, right? It's not even about the stats and scores. It's about the people you play with. And if we can cater an experience that really reinforces that friendship using fantasy as basically an excuse, if you will, I think that's, that's a market that is infinite. Everybody's got friends, right? They just need an excuse to get together. And fantasy is a really fun way to do that. It is a really good excuse. Nan Wang is the CEO of the fantasy football app Sleeper. Thanks for joining us. Sam, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it and enjoyed the conversation. Up next. The latest app to help bring you guys together for a great round of golf. This is the Future Sport Podcast. take a minute here to thank our friends at 3 Advance. These guys are ranked one of the nation's top app developers, but that's not all. They've helped grow a bunch of sports tech startups like Team Builder, T-Box Tour, and In-Game Fantasy, but they're also experts in user experience, cloud APIs, and artificial intelligence. So if you're looking for a dev partner to bring your future sport tech to life, look these guys up. Go to 3advance.com. They're the team to make it happen. and advance, you will. That's the number 3advance.com, and tell them Future Sport sent you. At the time of this taping, it is fall in the Washington, D.C. area. Best time of year to go get yourself a round of golf. The humidity is gone. The temperatures are down. It's beautiful outside. And Eddie Louie is going to help you get on the course easier with his app, 18 Birdies. Hey, Eddie, how are you? Good. How are you? Tell us what 18 Birdies does. Uh, it does a lot. Uh, the, in essence, the, our 18 Birdies app is becoming a um, indispensable I would say it's legal, the 15th club in a uh, user's bag on and off the golf course that uh, it's meant to enable golfers to, to play better golf and more importantly, to have more fun while doing it. So uh, in essence, it's a caddy and a coach in your pocket. It will help you plan and hit the right shots and uh, get out of trouble if you're in one. They also uh, help golfers track uh, their scores, their stats, uh, how many solo shots they hit that day, and uh, how they did in their uh, betting games with their friends. Uh, ultimately, uh, that is a it, it creates a great on-course experience as again that digital caddy and coach in your pocket, and allow you to sort of uh, uh, track your performance, whether you care about your scores or you want to. Uh, uh, be able to capture how many positive moments you have the course, really capture your day on the course. Uh, and uh, when you're off the course, it's a great community that you can 
whether share your thoughts on uh, courses, equipment, your practice with people like you. Uh, and uh, further down, we're uh, getting to now you can start benchmarking against each other, your, whether it's your uh, statistics, your scores, or any other thing you want to compare to with other type, uh, whether by lo- location, by interest level, by skill level, so you can compare with each other. Overall, it's a, it's a golf, you know, it's that really, what, you know, what we like to think about it is a one-stop shop for golf that, that you can get great usage and help when you're on a course and then connect you to an amazing golf community when you're not playing. So tell me about like the caddy aspect here. How customizable is it? Everyone's game is different. How customizable is it? Uh, it is uh, a uh, con- constantly evolving and improving process. Obviously, we want to. Uh, the ultimate goal is that it's completely customized to everybody's individual needs. But to start with, we take a lot of object- objective data, such as your, uh, you know, whether it's uh, the elevation altitude, temperature, humidity, uh, uh, wind. And then in that, uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, customization, where we can uh, uh, allow you to be able to easily identify what's, you know, wind is a very general factor, but every hole could be a little different. So you can determine on this hole, the wind is coming this way. And also on, you know, whether if you're standing on an uneven line, whether it's uphill or downhill, we help, you know, you can put in those factors and we'll help you to give you a recommendation how all those individual factors will affect your your shot, your, your distance, therefore what club you should be using. And and as far as the courses go, are they working with you to give you the data you need for course layout, pin placement, all of those types of, of information that is necessary? Uh, we have all the data on the pin placement, on the tee position. Uh, when I say pin placement, I mean sort of a, a, the, the center uh, from back of the green. In terms of uh, more specific, that's dynamic, meaning where they're moving to every day. We're building that feature right now, but uh, it, it is a uh, long process to get each course to sign up. But uh, we do intend to get there. And, and let's talk about um, using it on the course itself. From a terms of functionality, can you kind of just take us through how do you use this through a round that would help you get better? Oh, uh, sure. So to start, uh, there's the basic functionality, right? I give you a very, very simple and clear visual imagery of each hole in terms of uh, 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 a bird's eye view, uh, looking at a very clear uh, Google map of the hole, uh, where the T-Bock is, where the trouble is, that you can and then let you easily navigate. Uh, uh, basically, if you want to uh, just move a little target around the map, it tells you exactly how far it is and how far it's remaining if you choose certain uh, distance of a shot. That's the basic use case. Obviously, uh, in addition to that, uh, the, uh, the caddy feature will tells you whatever distance you have picked, it tells you how, uh, how, uh, how far that shot really plays. And if you set up your back and you tell us, uh, which most of the users have done so by now, uh, what's one of the more popular features as well, that you, uh, you put in your cup, cup distances, now we can tell you, hey, this is what club you should hit. And also, as, again, when you're standing on a tee box, it will, it will give you the information if you choose to see it, is that the aggregate data we have had on this hole, for people who miss on the left, what's their average score? People must miss to the right what's the average score. So give you a sense of more like 
like a tee shot planner where not to miss, right? Try to hit the fairway, but at least you can pick a side that's probably safer to miss. Uh, and then, as I said, if you're uh, standing on a little bit of a tricky situation, let's say you have a side hill lie, you're not sure what to do on this pitch, you can easily describe that uh, uh, that situation that we call it, uh, right now interning we call it a coach, this is coming out in a week, that you can easily describe your situation and it tells you maybe you should grip down, maybe you should aim a little bit to the right, maybe you should put more weight on your left side or right side, whatever that is. So that's, we call that basically the, the, the combination of a, a caddy and coach feature. Then get down to uh, the basic, you know, you can keep track of your scores, your stats, on every hope, but uh, uh, the, the, I will say the more fun part is that it also allows you to, uh, if you choose to, again, to sort of give you options to have more fun. So a, a big part of our goal is that, look, score is the, 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 the standard everybody applies to. But oftentimes, I think a lot of golfers put too much focus on that one single number to define their round. Uh, uh, but in reality, you know, most of us don't practice enough. We're not really at that level where uh, I think the score should be, again, sort of p- to be used as the singular m- number to define your round. I think we should, and, and that's what we're trying to do, is that we have this feature that it's gaining a lot of popularity. It's called solid shots. So it's meant for you to, again, uh, focus on and capture the good moments you have. And make that into a goal. How many good shots I want to hit today? And as, if that can be uh, whether, you know, anytime you hit a shot that you're, you're satisfied with. And that satisfaction is very subjective. It should be, right? You know, for a beginner, maybe the ball got in the air, you're satisfied. For a really advanced player, maybe you're looking at the sound, the trajectory that went exactly where you want to go. And wherever that is in between, that we let uh, 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 a lot of golfers have the option to say, hey, I want to try how many good shots I can. You'd be, you'd be really surprised uh, if you try to using it, how powerful the information is. It, in, in a way, right, it measures the, how many moments of success or you can say the moment of happiness you have on a course. And as you do that, but it does collect beyond that, right? You know, we'll, uh, uh, when you say, I had a, I had a good shot, well, it would easily let just pick what club did I use. Now you can start seeing distribution of, oh, you know, today or in general, you know, my, my, uh, my off the tee is very solid, but I didn't have any good iron shots. Okay, that's where I need to work on, so on and so forth. And, and also we have some... Uh, really, really cool features, again, that uh, help you in situations. If you are standing, you you know, push your tee shot to the right, and uh, you don't see the, uh, the pin, so you don't really know where to aim. If you have a caddy, that would be great. Somebody run up the hill and say, hey, you know, wave the club, aim here. But uh, now you can basically pick out whether you want to go for the uh, green or you want to lay up somewhere on, uh, on the GPS map and will tell you where to aim. So these are all things that really, really can make, I would say, your round more successful because it really, uh, you know, it's there to serve you. If you're playing with your friends, that's even better, right? Now you can start doing all kind of uh, side games, uh, whether it's skins, whether it's wolf, uh, that becoming a very easy option to add to your round. Again, the whole point is that help you focus on uh, or have different ways of uh, things to focus on. You know, uh, our belief, a big part of it is that, you know, golf is a great game, but it's also a really hard game. 
and uh, not everybody has to uh, be pursuing that you know that that comp- you know extremely competitive level that every shot matters a lot. I think a lot of golfers out there are really uh, set out to have fun. They might not know it. They, they right now they are they, they feel like they have no choice to measure the, themselves against the scorecard. Now you can you know what are set targets, meaning how, how many fairway I want to hit today, how many greens I want to hit today, uh, track how many solo shots you did, or basically play all kind of sign games just to make the uh, you know make the, uh, the 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 whole experience more holistic, more about you know did I have fun today instead of that I reach a certain number today. So they don't go against each other, but you know I think the experience we provide is you know make it much easier to uh, for users to say, hey, you know I could do this as well. This is how I can measure my day. Eddie Louie is the founder of 18 Birdies. Cool app. Thanks, Eddie. Oh, you're welcome. That will do it for us this week. Remember, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by 3Advance, developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out 3Advance. They're incredible. Go to 3Advance.com. That's the number 3Advance.com.